one of the reasons we didn't necessarily have an episode ready on time was, um, well, besides the fact that we're all busy as hell. And by the way, hey, everybody, sorry about that. Um, I'll get into the, the proper, uh, you know, bit about that. But, I'm, you know, thank you for your patience. Here we are. But uh, me and Abysme and Paprika and, of course, Kayla, we all went on a cruise. We went to Ensenada and back. It was a three-night cruise. It was a lot of fun. But a common occurrence that came up was, um, well, I mean, all the food was pretty good. The entertainment was pretty all right. But, um, (laughs) well, that's that's what I'd like to get into. Because, you see, I I had a realization. Uh, The thing is, when we, the first night, like the second night of the cruise, after we left, uh, they did their pirate night. Which was like, mostly just everybody's out on deck in pirate attire and they're, playing a lot of music and encouraging people to dance. And at first it's all kind of pop, uh, you know, more pop uh, hits kind of recent hits kind of things being remixed. Uh, and you get people coming out and dancing. Uh, Goofy came out and danced. That was probably the best part. Uh, <laughs> they specifically said, Goofy, I hear you've got secret moves. And sure enough, <laughs> Goofy did. He did. Uh, we never did find out what Goofy Ding Dong looked like, and I apologize, no. uh, spe- uh, specifically to Alan for yeah. not being able to solve that mystery. Did, We're going to have to wait. Did Goofy hit the gritty? <laughs> no. Shit. <laughs> no, he, he did. He did. Oh, what did he do? He didn't do the funky chicken either, which is kind of disappointing. Did he do the perfect cast? No. No, that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do the perfect cast. I think Goofy did the um you know, mascot I'm, on a ship. <laughs> you know, I, I've been looking at prices for Disney cruises lately, and I've uh, been giving it some serious thought. But finding out that Goofy don't hit the gritty. Um... <laughs> maybe if you get the right Goofy. Maybe you get Goofy on the right night. Maybe if you give him a couple margaritas, he'll do the, he'll do the gritty for you. Anyway... Just you specifically. This is your time. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, the the thing I want to point out is like um, everybody but Mickey is there. And and midway through the show, Captain Hook shows up and he's like, I'll show you how real pirates party. And then like they start doing more classic rock. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of on Hook's side here. You know, like I'm digging this part of the show. And then the other characters show up like, hey, Hook, we want our ship back. And he's like, no, fuck you. He. That was the weird part where he specifically said "fuck you" in front of no, everybody. Oh, fuck you! Eat shit! Ah, oh, fuck! Eat shit! I'm a pirate. <laughs> this isn't Sweetie. a fucking joke. Everyone empty your pockets. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anytime a anytime a pirate shows up on an actual trip, you expect to just go up to him and be like, "Hey, you're done." <laughs> <laughs> so they're 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 about to throw down, and then all of a sudden the can the light spotlight hits one of the like funnels on the ship because this is all outdoors and there's mickey and mickey uh slides down on this like um fucking uh, i guess like a zip line gantry thing he's like just hanging there and he just starts ye- talking about i'll show you real show haha and then like he just points at the air and fireworks go off oh and then that's it but he's still there because you can clearly see him and yeah, he's so just... they just slowly reel his ass back and then like he gets like you know let down and it's just the most anticlimactic like mickey what did you do yeah so mickey showed up did absolutely nothing and everybody loved him for it and i thought okay 
that that feels like something Mickey does, you know, yeah. like in a lot of these uh, yeah. things. I mean, Fantasmic, they at least kind of set him up a little yeah. bit at the beginning. I was about to say, yeah. Mickey shows up, says, I'll show you a real show, points at the air, fireworks go off, and the Maleficent <laughs> dragon is on fire again. <laughs> <laughs> that, God you damn know, it. You know what's funny is that happened when we were at sea, and like we get into, oh, we're waiting yeah. to get off the boat in San Diego, and I look at the phone, I'm like, oh, hey guys, did you know the, that Maleficent caught fire? Whoops. While we were at sea. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. So but I can't blame my, it on my us. my my mom uh is obsessed with like light shows. She's one of those people who drives around to see Christmas lights and stuff. And mm. uh I found out about that and I had to be like, ooh, uh we'll 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 get into world of color. Uh <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> can we talk can we talk about the the, the the other live show was I, yeah so see i'm getting to that part because i thought huh oh. that's interesting i'm sure this trend won't come up again that's in the back of my mind as we go to see the on the third day we uh, all of us go to see the uh what was it it was disney dreams and enchanted classic and it's the nice live special effects you know show they have it's an ensemble of different things the show is ultimately completely saccharine and uh, lacks any real substance. It's some girl about to start uh, middle school and she's like worried about like she wishes coming true and some it there's no <laughs> substance to it. You know, like it's just Peter Pan shows up and he's kind of her guide to the whole thing as they wander through different Disney properties. Well, but- OK, slow down. But I mean, I'm missing I'll, I'll, some nuance here. OK, no, I mean, I, I but but. I need to talk about the ending specifically. Sure. Okay, but f- feel free to fill in for this because, like, I don't want to miss out. But yeah, so, um, so she, she, because I'm trying to remember the exact context, and I'm, I'm sorry if we're going a little long in the intro here, gang. But you need to know about this. You do. You do. I know it's important to hear the story, but the story's kind of on the short side. Spoilers. So here's here's how we're filling time. If you put a <laughs> short story one up, for it's, us, I, I promise. Swear to God, no. Even. No, I promise it's not. Okay, listen that, <laughs> listen, that ship has sailed. And even though Short Story 1 has been tweeting at me specifically recently, by the way, hi, Short Story 1. Good to hear from you. Uh, we're taking a break from Short Story 1's material for a while. A while. No, I have something we actually have something from little sneak preview. I have a something from someone who has submitted before, but has not submitted something in quite a while. And I think we've only featured one of their stories on our show before one other time. So don't worry, new thing. Anyway, uh, I guess the main thing is they, so Peter Pan shows up and starts telling this girl that she just needs to like believe in the power of wishes. And she's like, I don't know. I just want to know how to fly. And the blue fairy also shows up and says, listen, if you can get, you know, prove that you can believe in wishes before the clock strikes six, you'll get that. Otherwise... What were the what was the consequence? You'll grow up. You'll, you'll lose your ability to have dreams and aspirations or something. It yeah, it was the weirdest stakes. It, and just like it felt like it had stakes and yet no stakes at the same time. Um and they go through a bunch of a bunch of different Disney properties. The Lion King segment actually slapped pretty good. Um, Aladdin was good. Uh, Lion King was really good. Uh, the bit with all the puppets in um, Under, the, Under sea. the Sea was pretty good. Like they pulled out all the minor characters 
Like that was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, the Sebastian, Sebastian puppet was did a fucking nightmare fuel. The, the Sebastian puppet did an encore bow at the end, which was funny, and yeah. it would have been nightmare fuel, especially for our friend Alan. I'm sorry, Alan. Yeah. Uh, beating the beast was solid. Um, Tangled was in it, and that was good. Oh yeah, because it was the whole tavern scene. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I yeah, it was about having, and it tied in with having dreams. Um, so it it comes back, and uh, the main character, I think her name was Anne Marie. Yes. Anne Marie. Um, she she's standing on a rooftop. <laughs> It's fog. And Peter's like, come on, just have faith. You need to fly. Jump. Just jump. Do it. You need to jump. <laughs> I mean, of course she flew, but it was really kind of making me laugh. And then, of course, everybody starts coming out from the ensemble, all these characters that she's met, singing When You Wish Upon a Star. And it's, you know, everything's very, oh, look at that. Dreams and wishes and beliefs. Look at all these people who helped me along the way. All of a sudden, she looks off stage and gasps and goes, Mickey and Minnie! And Mickey and Minnie come running out. And they had nothing to do with the show whatsoever. And they just come out and everybody cheers. And it's so thrilling. I start fucking dying laughing. (laughs) Because once again, Mickey has done absolutely nothing and getting all the accolades for it. And... it, it didn't help that, like, we were sitting in front of a family of 16, <laughs> mostly children, and when, we, like, it, it was like fucking Blue's Clues. So Mickey and Minnie come out, and then Anne-Marie says, look, it's Mickey and Minnie. And without skipping a beat, all the children leap up and, like, walk right up next to me and go, it's Mickey Mouse! <laughs> Not to mention, at one point, I think one of the kids just randomly yelled whenever the theater was very quiet, pain! <laughs> He did. What the fuck was that? <laughs> but the, the thing that got me was like, I was laughing. I looked over. Kayla was laughing so hard that she was in tears. And then that got me laughing so hard that I was in tears. And it was like a Mobius loop of laughter. It was yeah. like, so the moral of the story is, uh, you know, Mickey shows up, does absolutely nothing, gets all the credit for it. And then I started thinking about it. And that's a lot like this podcast. We show up. We don't write anything. We mm-hmm. just do, 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 we just poke, we just, read the stories out loud and then make comments and we get all the accolades for it. So hi everyone. Welcome to undercooked analysis. I only want to say one more thing on this topic. Yes, please. It is uncomfortable. Peter Pan's role in this because he just pops in through this girl's window, which yeah. Okay. You know, that's how the movie is. He did that with Wendy. So yeah. But then she's like, Oh, how do you know my name? Well, I come here all the time. Okay, cool. Peter. (laughs) probably don't say that out loud and then of course there's the bit at the end where like like we have the final number and he's like okay well time to learn how to fly and it's just like the scene switches and he's just like reclining on her roof and she's unsteadily shaking on her fucking chimney he's just like yeah jump do it (laughs) (laughs) you better this, or you're fired faith i told you guys about my favorite part of world of color when i uh when i saw it um no there is Someone in charge of World of Color made a choice. Um, because there's the bits where it's projecting parts of the movies on the water, and it's, uh, hey, it's it's Toy Story, and, like, Woody and Buzz are palling around, and You've Got a Friend in Me is playing. <laughs> and then we get to a whole uh, a whole new world and Friend Like Me, and it's Aladdin, and it's like, oh, this is the fun moment of Aladdin. With Robin Williams doing this fun uh, song. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we get uh, Just Around the River Bend from Pocahontas. That's great. That's, that's, a, that's a good song. Oh, there's Pirates of the Caribbean, too. And uh, it's all this cool... Like, and everybody started chanting Jack Sparrow over and over again. And there's this uh, fight, and there's fire, uh, when we get, like, cannon fire, and oh, that's rad. Uh, then we get to the Lion King. Oh, no. And it is specifically just the scene where Mufasa dies. (laughs) (laughs) You just, like, imagine one boardroom meeting where, like, one underling is like, really? Because we've got, like, Hakuna Matata and, like, that's an upbeat song that people live. And I was like, no. The children must know that death is waiting for them. (laughs) That is is the classic Disney-inducing trauma (laughs) that I grew up on, and I love to see it. Listen, if we're going to keep them in our pocket, we have to remind them that mortality is fleeting, and they need to buy our products before they are trampled to death by wildebeests. The only way way to bring Mufasa back is if you buy more plushies. (laughs) (laughs) Clap harder for Tinkerbell! (laughs) It's like you got oh. a friend in me. Dun 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 Dead. Dad, get up. Yeah. Sam and I really distinctly looked at each other at that moment and then like looked at all the kids around us. Oh my god. Like, and then they played Fox on the Hound. <laughs> oh no. It really is oh, just man. like, remember kids, death comes for us all. <laughs> and frozen. Don't get, don't get too happy. <laughs> I almost wish we were reading something Disney adjacent now, having had all this conversation, but no. Yeah. Uh I have something I have something else for you. Alright, lay it on us. Okay, here it comes. Uh so uh today, everybody, uh by the way, I'm David. That's Alan. Hi. That's Abysme. Hey. And we're here to read a story from uh, Neo Saiyan Angel. Uh, this one is actually an original story. This is, of course, the uh, the author who wrote Weep My Lovely, which was um, a Madoka Magica horror fan fiction a while ago. Uh, Madoka Magica being a horror is redundant. Well, yeah, but it was it was fan fiction that continued to lean into the horror, uh-huh. which is okay. good, knowing the source material. I, I didn't really know it that well at the time, and to be honest, I still don't. But I still appreciate it for what it was. Uh, yeah. Now, this is apparently, though, an, uh, a story not couched in fan fiction. This is called Unsplit Bonds. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the notes, it's uh, a sweet Carol Ann. Oh, no. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, I, Relationship, yeah. haunted baby doll, and lonely childless woman. Uh, it's uh, interesting. Uh, additional tags: exorcism, blood, family, supernatural elements, ghosts. I love archive of our own in that uh, in the tags specifically. People will put unhinged shit in tags. Like this is nothing. And yeah, I like no, that. I figured. I like that better than No Sleep's approach of having a paragraph as your title that says everything about the story. Like, no, just just tell me what, what weird shit you're putting in here. Yeah, I I, I I can really appreciate that. This does not suffer from the own speak. Actually, the title, I'm actually very curious about. None of this, 
necessarily tells me what the story is going to be about, except that there's a haunted baby doll and a lonely childless woman. Hilarious. Um, there's so, this there's this old 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 YouTube video. Uh, everything around it isn't very funny, but there's one moment that is hilarious that uh, I continue to quote well into my 30s. Um, it's whenever someone says, Sweet Caroline! And the YouTube video is, uh, like, something about Batman being drunk all the time. Uh-huh. And okay. there's, there's a bit where he's doing karaoke, and he's doing, it's, Sweet Caroline! I'm Bruce Wayne! <laughs> it turned out everybody else was passed out but hugo strange was sitting there and he went huh i knew it (laughs) do we want to do you want to crack into this gang yeah okay uh tell you what uh alan with that anecdote would you like to go first sure all right the paragraphs are pretty short, so we can just do these... Uh, popcorn. Uh, popcorn styles. Paragraph at a time. Maureen arrived last. She hadn't meant to. Oh, no, she hadn't. The agreed-upon time had been six o'clock it had. Maureen simply couldn't get away from the phone. The local political party had called her to get her survey, and she had simply run out of time. The agreed-upon time had been six o'clock it had. I was almost thinking of looking at this like Maureen is the white rabbit or some sort of Alice in Wonderland character just based on the, the syntax. <laughs> what, did, what did Paprika write in Discord that I turned into a fucking Cockney thing for her entire goddamn trip? I oh. saw her me join. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember sitting. <laughs> we spent a lot of our time in the French Quarter Lounge, which is this really cool Dr. Facilier themed like yeah, uh, New Orleans bar. Um, that sold beignets. And um, I just remember specifically sitting in there waiting to get off the boat. And then just out of nowhere, you're just going, sold me joy. I did. <laughs> it happened throughout the cruise, but that moment in particular sticks in my mind as the quintessential moment of it. Uh, I guess I'll take the next one. Yes, please. Go ahead. It was okay. There had been plenty of them that had volunteered after all. Her being late, oh, so very late, wouldn't have affected anything. No, this little operation would have gone off without a hitch. She was more an accessory to murder after the fact. Now, (laughs) being moral support for her fellow parishioners would be fine. Okay. Uh, Maureen knocked on the front door of Sylvia Grant's house. Poor Sylvia. Such a poor woman. Her house was the only thing she had left. Yet it was. Yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah, God, this is throwing me. Her husband and children had gone in that terrible accident. She got money from it, to be sure. Nothing could replace family. Yes, all she had was her house. And that thing. All right, three paragraphs in. What's going on? What do y'all think? Uh, I like that it's written as if it's her internal monologue. So it's stylized, and she kind of has this, uh, this, I guess, I don't know if you call it a tick. But it's, uh, oh, yes, yes, it did. Yes, she has the house. Yes, it does. Which is, uh, it's cool. It's characterization. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. It's, it's very, it's very interesting. It's got like an "oh dearie me" kind of vibe to it. Yeah, you know? very doting. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, right. I went. I went Redfall right now. <laughs> I went for a three. I went for a three mile jog and then came home and immediately started doing this. So I'm a little. <laughs> you know, to be fair, uh, Kayla and I just got back from the Boysenberry Festival at Knott's, at, uh, Knott's Berry Farm. So, yeah. And I had a Boysenberry Sangria before this. That was that was entirely me spacing out, everyone just heard. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
That's okay. Like I said, I understand how you feel. Although three mile jog, pretty good. Yeah, working toward that myself. Uh, and and that thing. And that thing. And that thing. And and that thing. Um, Maureen shook her head free of that thought. By now, the exorcism should be finished. The preacher and oh. the exorcist oh, and all of her comrades from the church were likely celebrating. Sylvia, being so grateful, would have prepared something delicious. She did have the best snickerdoodles this side of the Mississippi. God, cookies sound good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm picturing now like a Minnesota church lady going into this place and she's going to get, uh, she's going to be in for a very bad scene. I don't, I'm looking forward to seeing how this like, oh dearie me, oh my, oh yes, uh, reacts to at, to whatever horrific thing shows yes. up. You could, you could smell it in advance. Maureen sniffed the air expecting a desserty smell. All she got was the cool autumn breeze. The mist around the house hadn't dissipated at all, which wasn't a surprising. A curse wouldn't be immediately lifted all at once, after all. So this is just a place where exorcisms appear to be routine. Oh yeah, we just got the whole parish together to do this uh, exorcism, and then we're going to go out for uh, egg salad. Oh yeah, that poor girl. You know, she, she, got, she got the demon up in her, but we got the snickerdoodles going to be fine. Oh, yeah. No, we'll have this all done before they, they, they leave the oven, don't you know? Packers are on at five. We got to get this going. Could I prepare a hot dish? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Look, I got plenty of sauerkraut. Wait. <laughs> sauerkraut? <laughs> sauerkraut? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maureen sniffed again. There was something wet, metallic. She wasn't sure what it was. Wet metal, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap someone left the wet, the metal out in the rain <laughs> a frown marred her face as she realized no one had answered the door how rude it was rude she yeah. made to knock again louder this time when the door gave way to her knuckle she's strong <laughs> yeah, yeah wow she's been playing cyberpunk <laughs> she jumped back is she, herself. is she um, <laughs> startled as the door opened on its own? The creaky hinges really needed some oil. Yes, okay. I, I'm on board with supernatural things happen and uh, uh, people. <laughs> supernatural things happen and our protagonist focuses on like the most like not important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind mm-hmm. of like this character trait here. The creaky hinges really need some oil. Yes, they did. After they finished celebrating, they could take care of that. Oh, just a little WD-40. You know, they should fix it up right quick. I got something in the car. Oh, ah, squeaky hinges. Oh, I got just a thing for that, eh? (laughs) Oh, Maureen, you're always thinking ahead. I always appreciate about you. Maureen entered without preamble. It was only a matter of finding out where the party was. So she ventured forth. Her memory of the place was fine enough. She'd been to plenty of other parties at this house. They all took place in different rooms. It was only a matter of finding out which one. Oh, I see. This is where the Mask of the Red Death was performed. Uh... Yeah, every room has a different color. And then when you get to one of them, a specter in a mask shows up, makes everyone sick. Yeah, that was a weird party. Um, funny jokes, funny everybody. Jokes. <laughs> funny jokes. Funny joke. She wasn't but past the living room and into the little hallway nook that held the fancy dishes Sylvia loved so much that she realized... Well, for some reason, the floor was all scraped up. Ten deep grooves. They were deep into the wood. So deep. There were some red streaks in them, along with brilliant green specks. 
Gosh, you know, you get some pledge, you can buff that right out. <laughs> I mean, it's a little early for St. Patrick's Day, but did you really need to get the, the sparkly green uh, uh, sprinkles all over the place? Anyways, I have always loved Ten these deep. fancy dishes you got. <laughs> <laughs> Ten Deep Grooves sounds like a Thundercat, a Thundercat album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you imagine that took the place if I used to play bass for? Oh, this sounds like a Thundercat album. <laughs> I mean, amazing basses. Oh, yeah. Maybe Phyllis had brought some decorations. It was a color that she loved so much. <laughs> God. <laughs> Phyllis, you keep dri- dropping blood everywhere. It smells like wet metal in here. Phyllis, you brought too many chairs in on the uncarpeted on the uncarpeted wood and uh, dragged them across the ground and left scratches in uh, in the in in the floor. <laughs> Oh, I you gotta be a lot more I saw 10 deep grooves. 10, I tell you. Oh, you gotta be a lot more careful. You know, that kind of stuff lowers the property value. Yeah, you could, pro- you could probably sand that out, though. I don't want to sand too deep. <laughs> uh, hats, dresses, nail polish. All of it was this particular shade. Another good indication that there was a party. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Plot twist, the parishioners are all having this huge orgy. Huge, violent... Orgy. Oh gosh, and I didn't bring any candoms. <laughs> oh no, don't insane. worry, don't worry, I left the gimp suit in the car, I'm sure I can get it. <laughs> it's a pleasure swing, not a sex net, you fuck. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> That's the sex net, get it out the box and get it set up. <laughs> can Ooh. I just tell you right now, I love Maureen more and more as we go. <laughs> It wasn't until Maureen had gotten to where it was kept that she realized something was wrong. Listening, she couldn't hear anything. Sniffing, she couldn't smell anything but that metallic stench that was getting stronger with each step. Seeing, she realized there was a mist in the air not just outside, but inside as well. She'd been so preoccupied with the party that she hadn't noticed. Yeah, that I, that describes Maureen to a T. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, don't worry about that. That's just uh, making sure that it you know has a uh, load time off in the distance. You know, these PS1 era games. <laughs> gotta have that mist anyway anyway come uh, check out my silent hill long play if you want to know more about it uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm the most nuanced character there's ever been on on a, <laughs> a story on undercooked analysis <laughs> the funny thing is we're going through this i feel like I, we're not all necessarily maureen like i keep thinking it's some people are just answering maureen as other maureens like or maureen adjacents multiple maureens <laughs> the parishioners is all women named Maureen. They just all happen to be women named Maureen. They all happen to be from Minnesota. Oh, man. The only place left, the only place left was the room. The doll room that had been the daughter's room. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Old cripes. Of course, she had a doll room. Don't you know you got to keep she them somewhere? really should leave. It didn't seem right anymore. Maybe... Maybe everyone had left to party elsewhere? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we could do it at the rec center. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> I can't... Okay, okay. Either this is, either this is again, a, a, a factor of the universe, or Maureen is the least genre-savvy person we have ever it, met. Kind of great. Ah, gosh. Did you guys move this to the Applebee's and not tell me? you could have told me i had coupons i had coupons for the tj maxx that i work for that's right we're adding more details to maureen 
A fully by the end of this by the end of this very short story, Maureen will be a fully fleshed out human. <laughs> We're gonna have Maureen. Maureen's just gonna pop up in the future, you know. Now this is this is now the the new recurring UCA character. Maureen is the I new like co-host Maureen. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen is like a mantle. Some of us will wear Maureen every so often. <laughs> just pick him up and put it on. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, I'm Maureen. <laughs> Not the co-host we want, but the co-host we deserve. <sighs> Marie Tr- Maureen tried to pretend she didn't hear the crying. The deep, fearful cries sent chills down her spine. Unable to school her curiosity, she placed her ear to the door to the room. Uh-oh. Mm. It's... It suddenly slammed open. The breath was stolen from her lungs as she struggled to scream. Ooh. Give my breath back. You can't steal that. I need that. You can't take that. Only God can take that away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Marine, why aren't they breathing? It's okay. God took their breath away. He can do that. They're they're in the Lord's embrace now. (laughs) That's what I believe now since I converted from Judaism in my teens. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Woo. <laughs> Most nuanced character ever. <laughs> Take my breath away is a church hymn. <laughs> it's about Gad. <laughs> Gad. <laughs> I wish Josh Gad would stop taking the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that we can't decide if she's from Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan or Canada. She's from she's from <laughs> She's from all the Great Lakes regions. <laughs> she's She's the ultimate youper. <laughs> Apologies to any youpers that might be listening to this, don't you know? I'm fucking crying. <laughs> red. Uh, red was everywhere. Splashes and gashes painted the room. It's not paint, honey. It looked okay. like there had been a fight. The furniture was broken. There were burn marks here and there, and children-sized clothes were flung around the room. In the corner were large human dolls. Their, the bodies bright with shiny black stitches. Her stomach lurched as she recognized the clothes and crucifix on one of them. Creature. So oh, got sh- turned into dolls? I ooh. Well, this is not your routine exorcism, we'll give you that much. Or like this is just like a mannequin room. Oh yeah. Read. Plus her heart does not understand that nuance. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered why Sylvia had a mannequin room, but I just figured that was a uh that was a southern thing. <laughs> oh god, out of them were talking. <laughs> God damn it! All of them were her congregation. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All of them were her congregation. The scream was trapped in her throat as she stared in mute horror. Oh, uh, her gaze shifted to where the crying noise was coming from—a woman in the middle of the room. Sylvia. Speaks of black on her face. Oh, you can't do that, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. We talked about this. 
this. Uh, it's 2023, <laughs> Sylvia. We can't that that can't do that anymore. <laughs> Probably. Welcome to the new dumbest episode <laughs> of Undercooked Analysis. Oh, we we recorded a uh, Jameson tapes recently, and the the one thing oh, I God. remember happening during it is. At some point, I stopped in the middle of whatever we're talking about and said something to the effect of, Hey, Bismi, this is a dumb show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, was that was that during Bring Your Own Baggins? It, it might, I, I think it was or during that, the main episode. Yeah, It may have been, I don't know, we were really drunk. Uh, hey, uh, spoilers for the future. If you want to hear the drunkest Abysme and I have probably ever been on mic, um there's there's an episode uh coming out within the next few months on uh Ganjam Haunted Asylum. And uh mm-hmm. Oh uh streaks of black on her face, she was looking to the ceiling. Her clothes, one of her eccentric gowns, and hair were spattered with blood. Tears streamed down, dirtying the hair sticking to her even more. They needed to get out of there. Maureen hunched over and scurried in. She made sure to keep her eyes open for whatever had done all of this. Carefully, she took Sylvia by the shoulders and tried to pull her up. I'm sorry. I know this is supposed to be horrific. And I'm sorry that we're like laughing so much. It's mostly just because we're all a bunch of hooligans. But I mean, the idea of Maureen hunched over and scurried in. Yes, is just, great I'm image. Sure. <laughs> Are you sure she's not the one possessed? No. Carefully, she took Sylvia. Oh, yeah. We need to go. We need to go. She somehow managed to get out of her mouth. Why? Why? Sylvia murmured. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Why? Sylvia murmured. Why? Why? Well, on Why? account of the creepy dolls, Sylvia. <laughs> y- y- yeah. Uh, even as Maureen tried to pull her, she didn't move. Then their gazes met, and Maureen was frozen. Sylvia was furious. She grabbed Maureen's wrists and pulled her down so they were face to face. She then growled, Why can't you all just leave us alone? Maureen ran. She ripped herself free of Sylvia's grip and bolted for the door. The door slammed shut, and now she knew why. It, the cursed doll, the spawn of Satan himself, poured into a porcelain vessel. The pink dress was stained with blood, with even more blood streaked across its limbs. The matching pink bonnet was perfectly posed, which simply made her even scarier. The supernatural the supernatural nature oof, leaked off of it, which was pure proof that it was born from a witch. Whoa. <laughs> I fucking love this. This paragraph is great. This is awesome. There's a lot of great. I love, I love Satan himself poured into a porcelain vessel. This is like the conjuring distilled into a paragraph. This is great. <laughs> I love this. Mm-mm. Is it me? Yep. Mm-mm. Leave mama alone. Its strangled voice said from where it hung from the door. Satan, creature of sin, crawled from the pits of hell. <laughs> Maureen screamed. <laughs> he raised her purse and made strike. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. Maureen, completely ungenre savvy, and then, but then when faced with literal uh, demon doll, tries to whack it with her purse. Oh, it's perfect. That's so marine. Her arms were seized from behind. Sylvia screamed in her ear, Don't you dare hurt her. Mama. <laughs> the Mama, doll jumped- don't do it. <laughs> Papa, don't preach. Ma- the doll jumped on Maureen. It gripped her arms and pulled. Uh, Maureen screamed as the unholy abomination tore something. 
The horrible pain and numbness shocked her, and she realized that she couldn't move her arms anymore. She fell to the floor, bleeding from the wounds. It rushed into Sylvia's arms. Mama, are you okay? Yes, yes, baby, I am. Sylvia pushed the monstrous doll off of her and looked at, looked it over. Are you okay? They were trying to hurt you. I'm, I'm fine, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get over here. Maureen could feel herself dying, her vision growing hazy. The doll looked at her, then around her. I'm sorry, Mama, I made a mess. It's okay, honey, you were protecting me. Sylvia looked over Maureen like she was nothing. I saw Dan swing that Bible at you and thought he hurt you. She glared at the preacher's body. Hypocrite, peace be damned if you don't understand it. (laughs) The cursed doll turned its empty gaze to Maureen. I can fix her too. A needle in thick black thread was pulled from the little pocket of her dress. Just like the others. It's okay, dear. Now Maureen felt the glare and the judgment in it. You don't need to bother with her. Now come on. Sylvia stood up and motioned for the hell beast to climb into her arms. <laughs> Let's make some cookies before we clean this mess up. Yes, Mama. Maureen could do nothing else but watch them leave and die. Oh, she watched them die. Well, at least she oh, lived. That was convenient. What happened? Yeah, Did nice. they walk out the door and then fall through a loose floorboard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I love this. This yeah. was very fun. This was fun. I'll, this is great. Our uh, recharacterization of Marine aside, it is a fun little uh, short ditty. Um, but yeah, no, I like yeah. it. You get a sense of what's going on. Clearly, this is because, like, I guess the uh, the daughter, this is this is like either the daughter or a demonic version of the daughter's spirit come back to take over one of the dolls. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah, there was an accident that killed Sylvia's family. And yeah, I was, you know, trying to give credit where credit is due. We did get a nice, complete sort of picture of what's going on without it being like super spelled out or anything. So I do get that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I will add. Yeah. Uh, this, this story is, is pretty solid. It's, it's fun. It's a fun read. Um, it, yeah. It's like you said that earlier, it's the conjuring yeah. <laughs> in a, in a nice short bite sized. And chunk. I didn't die by the way. I'm just the new co-host of the show. Uh, I also don't have arms anymore. <laughs> That's inconvenient. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but that explains why we're all talking in her voice. You didn't really die. Now she just possesses all yeah, of us okay. every so oh, often. That's by the spirit of Maureen. Oh, gosh. Well, for more Maureen, tune yeah. in next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or at least two weeks from now. Wow. This was a, this was a, you know, I, I, it's not every so often it's nice to do a, a little bit of a shorter episode, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Especially if it's like just fun. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's nice. It's a nice this, this was a great, this was a great, I had a ton of fun with this. We all did, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, hey, Neo Saiyan Angel, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I hope, uh, hope you're cool with us, you know, taking Maureen and running with her. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for this gift that is Maureen. Hey. We're not giving hey, her Hey, future back. David, would you mind playing Six Underground? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. I'm sure future Maureen David can handle that. <laughs> You know what? I, I kind of want to give editing duties to future Maureen instead. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta earn her keep somehow. Yeah. Is, is it time to? Re- is it time for future David to retire? Maybe. Oh my god. Could you just imagine? Hey Maureen? <laughs> it's like in Twin Peaks. Diane? <laughs> I was gonna bring up Twin Peaks because this town is like... <laughs> we, we've turned it into something insane. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Oh my god, yeah. I don't know where this is set, but this could, this could, this feel, this does have a Lynchian quality to it. And at least in our interpretation. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, the, uh, the the lurking dread uh, uh, and the cult undertones of Spooner, Wisconsin. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Old> Badgers. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we've had a lot of fun here today, but I think it's also important to remind everyone that if you had a lot of fun and uh, please, please uh, give this give a, give our podcast a further listening, maybe a maybe a rating and review or a like or whatever it is where you're listening to this. I will say that UCA has uh, now crossed over now that I've uh, I learned a little bit more about this. Thank you, Slime Beast, for this information uh, that, you know, the YouTube has a podcast feature. So I have updated uh, several of the podcasts on playlists on the creative horror feed into podcast feeds as well. So you can find them on YouTube music if that's a thing that you like to do. Uh, but otherwise, if you're listening to this in podcast form, Hey, thank you for that. Uh, any feedback and, uh, you know, well, well, positive engagement or engagement in well, general. Good golly gosh. Uh, if you're, if you're a fan of, uh, this, uh, these Alan and Abysme fellas, uh, you should maybe check out the Jameson tapes. That's a podcast where they they uh, they knock back a few pops and enjoy some of the cinema. <laughs> they're they're good boys at Down and Abyssmy. Sometimes you drink a little too much, but ultimately they're good eggs. No, yeah. If you want to, uh, <laughs> you want to hear us just get blasted and sometimes barely talk about yeah. the movie we saw. There's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's an episode like that coming up in the next few months. Um, oh boy! And I think we're getting close. I can speak. We're getting close I can speak for the next episode, which I think is gonna be Skinamarink. <coughs> oh man! Finally. Oh shit! Yeah, we're we're six months late to that one, but hey, <laughs> you got there. I mean, you got there. That's the important part. And uh, you know, I will speak from experience in saying I know how much fun these two have on the show now because me and Kayla did it not too long ago, and that was it was a ton of fun. So, oh, uh, man. thanks that, for letting us guest on your show. That was uh, it was amazing to see the effects of the show just completely replicate in you and Kayla. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had bingo made up because you hit. Uh, I listened. I listened to I'm that episode while I was out for, a, uh, out for a. Uh, walk jog and had to uh, uh, stop and like catch my breath from laughing so hard at uh, Abysme's uh, edits every time you talk about movie titty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That was very satisfying. Uh, Also the like crescendo when (laughs) Kayla brought up that thing about E.G. Daly. The noise you made after she said that was just incredible. It was a piece of my soul dying that I'll never get back. <laughs> I won't say what it is. You should listen to the episode if you want. Yeah, to no, no, yeah. Go listen to the episode, April Fool's episode. Yeah. Quite a legit episode. Listen to the whole podcast. In fact, go listen to all the other podcasts on the Creative Horror Network. We've got Trick or Track. We've got the J. Uh, well, we already talked about the Jameson tapes, but it's there. Midnight Marinara and Darkly Lit. We have a lot of good shows. Uh, go li- Witching Hour Archive. Go to do them. Go listen to them. Do it. You like what you if you also want to throw money at us, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash midnight marinara. Uh we are currently in the process of getting things set up for Midnight Marinara's 10 year anniversary. Can you believe that shit? What? Yeah. There's been weird little cryptic tapes we've been finding. Do they have something to do with the episode coming up at the end of the October? I don't know. 
Is it all I know home is, movies? Maybe. Who knows? It, it's a mystery. But uh, we've got some we got some cool things on the horizon. And if you want to support that show and Undercooked Analysis, which fall under the same umbrella, uh, you can come and leave us a donation every month. And hey, we'll make sure that your stories get priority. You can listen to the Choice Drags. We had a really fun one before this, where once again we talked about goddamn Bethesda, um, <laughs> but for good reason and topically so. And uh, yeah, you know stuff. Yeah, there's good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything I missed when it comes to plugs? Oh, send, send your stories to midnightmarinera at gmail.com if you'd like us to read them. Or on the Discord if you happen to join uh, the Patreon. We will accept them all in all places. But we try to make the Patreon submissions for the, from our patrons uh, bump them up a little faster on the list than, uh, than that. Uh, once again, I want to thank ne- uh, Neo and Angel for sending us this story. You rock. Keep up the yeah. good work. I will freshness rate this story. Uh, the best snickerdoodle cookies this side of the Mississippi. Um, I'll give it uh, a Badgers out of a potential Packers. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Basically what I was going to do. <laughs> oh, he totally saved the ball. <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>